Podcast City Network. Alright everybody, welcome to a brand new episode of Casual Geeking. Uh, this week we are discussing trading cards such as Magic, Pokemon, and the like. Um, this week we have Geek Kev and Andrew. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and pass it off to uh, Andrew, seeing as this is not my forte, and let him take point on this one today as I sit back and enjoy the ride. <laughs> All right, so uh, I'll just give you a little background on my history with card games. Uh, I started in card games similar to how most people my age did, and that's with Pokemon. Um I started around, just after Alpha. Jungle had just come out. Um, and that was a really interesting time. Uh, like many people my age as well, I did not know how to actually play the game. I just collected <laughs> the cards because, um, well, Pokemon are See, cool. I, I'm showing my age. I played the original. I didn't play Jungle or anything like that. I played the original just format Pokemon. There was no special format to it. There was no Jungle or Red or Black or Blue. <laughs> there was just Pokemon. And yeah. I actually have my it's my lucky it's actually my lucky charm that I keep with me um at all times. I have my original first edition holographic Ninetales I've had since I was about 12 years old that I keep in my wallet at all times. That's pretty um, cool. Uh, I gave most of my cards to my little brother. Um, I still have some of mine somewhere in the house. Uh Um, I remember I didn't actually, unlike, I was a broke kid. I had to use cunning to get my cards. Uh So I got, I remember weaseling my way up and tricking younger kids into giving me cards. So I remember sneakily trading, tricking a younger kid who actually had real cards. I get it, getting an energy card for free, tricking a dumb third grader into giving me dumb, well, dumb second grader into giving me, thinking it's a super duper ultra energy card, and getting him to give me like three, an Eevee, a Pikachu, and a Squirtle for it. And from there, I mean. My my elementary school, we played for pinks. <laughs> if you lost your car, if you lost the battle, you lost your cards. Yeah, uh, not so much supported so, nowadays, but that was definitely a time period for that. So that's how I ended up winning most of my decks. I didn't buy my parents didn't buy any of my cards. I won most of mine. <laughs> See, we we did that with magic. Or I we traded, used to play for anti cards. Oh yeah, or I traded for them. I think one of my best trades was a Japanese, um, Dratini. That was one of my favorite trades I ever got. Was I got a Japanese Dratini mm-hmm. that I sneakily lied and said I had an ultra elite Hitmon for. Hmm. I was really good about making stupid kids believe they had something. Su- I had super something super duper special when it was average as fuck. Yeah, <laughs> you were saying, uh, Kev? No, we we used to play for ante with magic cards. We would we would put up a card as ante and play for it. That's pretty cool. Um, and I yeah, uh, hmm? go ahead. I, I played for Ante a lot, and it. I, I still will if uh, it's suggested by the other player. 
when it comes to anti, it was a rule in magic back prior to, I actually don't know when they got rid of the anti rule, but, um, yeah, that was part of the rule set for magic. Uh, it was an, a generally accepted part for Yu-Gi-Oh and, and Pokemon. I'm not really sure. I didn't, uh, play in any sort of real sense the majority of my younger life and we uh for this episode we will be talking mainly about the big three here in america but we i can touch on some lesser known card games as well um now as far as that goes i collected pokemon and then i got my start into Yu-Gi-Oh by finding a single card under a bench at playground on the playground and trading that my all the way up until I had a complete deck. Um, I want to say the card was something like amateur spy or something completely useless, just generally regarded as an absolutely awful card. It allows you to look at one random card from your opponent's hand which ain't that great, in my opinion. <laughs> it's like the energy card of Pokemon. <laughs> you see, energies are actually useful in Pokemon, though. Necessary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. but um, So I played Yu-Gi-Oh! for a while. I got to the point within my play group that I had a lot of cards, and I would I would duel people by just selecting forty random cards from my box of cards, and that would be my deck. <laughs> That'll tell you something about the uh, power level of my original play group. <laughs> um, and then I was so you were a beast. Yes, an absolute beast at the amateur level. <laughs> <laughs> but um that led me into magic which has been something that i've been playing for i think the last time i checked it was like 14 years wow <laughs> um but yeah you officially qualified to have a tattoo of this shit now <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've considered it. I've considered it. Well, that is my qualifier. You have to have... The way I qualify allowing yourself to get a tattoo of something is you have to have loved it for five years or more. Okay. Wow, that means um, a lot of my hobbies. <laughs> you have to have had a love of it for at least, for at least five... A minimum of five years, preferably ten. Okay. Okay. Wow, they upped the ante on the Jimmy Dean sausage bowl. Holy shit, that's spicy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, random. Yeah. Sorry, I'm eating my breakfast here, y'all. Um, I and I have a very low spice tolerance. That shit is spicy as fuck. <laughs> but uh, I'm actually trying to gauge. See, I skipped over Pokemon. I I didn't play that until after I had gotten into Magic. Okay. And I'm trying to figure out when exactly I started. Do you remember what I'm, set you started with? Third Revised. Third Revised? Mm -hmm. uh, so that would be back in 94. 
stealing his water. So if you've played consistently, consistently since then, mm. that would put you not to date the episode, but... <laughs> 20, 20, 26 years? 26. That's more than I thought. Wow. <laughs> I, it was actually, it was shortly before Fallen Empires came out. Okay. Oh, the wonders of Fallen Empires. And and Ice Age. And that, that kind of all happened at the same time, didn't it? Very close together. Yeah. It's before and they then, figured of course, out their I, release schedule. <laughs> And I, I, I very quickly discover things like Legends and The Dark and Antiquities and started buying up all of that because <laughs> they were pretty. They were pretty cards. They were pretty cards. I would, if this was a video game, I would have little bitty question mark air bubbles above my head. <laughs> <laughs> For those unaware, these are all sets towards the beginning of Magic's history. Yes. There we go for the clueless among us. Yes. Because <laughs> you guys are talking complete. I mean, I love it because you guys are my friends, and I love to hear you guys nerd out because it's always a pleasure for me. But I'm sitting here going, "This is basically like hearing two people who have never heard anybody speak Japanese before speak it perfectly <laughs> fluently in front of me, and I have not a." freaking clue what you guys are saying I'll, I'll throw another one at you i almost had the power nine and the card really? i was missing the card i was missing was not the black lotus i don't remember what it oh. was but it was not the black lotus i had a black lotus it was probably time walk i bet I that's imagine. the one yep that's the one but um for those unfamiliar the power nine are considered the most powerful cards in magic history they do incredibly they do incredible things that are incredibly efficient for example they're the broken most <laughs> yes the most touted among them is uh the black lotus which you can play without spending any resources and it gives you can destroy it to gain three resources of any kind uh, not to be confused with the unversion, which was Blacker Lotus. Blacker Lotus, which you literally destroy by tearing apart. <laughs> yes, and it gives you unlimited resources until end of turn. Right. <laughs> which at the time that, that was printed, they still had a rule called mana burn, so which means any mana yes. that's left in your mana pool at the end of your turn, uh, you took damage for. Which I can't if you had unlimited. <laughs> I used to run a lot of mana production and I was I undid myself many times with mana burn. Yeah. Yeah. I wish mana burn was I, still a thing. <laughs> oh no. I feel me. it would balance I, I feel it would balance the game a lot more. But it would yeah. make deck building harder. Yes. <laughs> I'm always up for a challenge. Yes, you are. <laughs> but yeah. I, uh... Yeah, so... On the theme of magic... On the theme of magic cards... Um... What is your pet card, Kevin? In magic... 
Yes. Oh, I don't know if I. <laughs> I don't know. Alerting you guys to a sale that I found in, in my email and alerting Kevin to something we were going to do later on today. Okay. Um, I don't know if I ever had one. I I was a big fan of Mana Vault back in the day. I figured this would be pretty easy. Things were a lot Kev. simpler back then. I I don't really have a, a card that's the card. I never really had one. Really? Uh, I was a big fan of Mana Vault. Okay. Way back when. Um, you know, I, I, I just very quickly became a fan of theme decks and, and uh, what, what do we call them? Racial? Tribal. Tribal, that's the word. Mm-hmm. Uh, vampires. Um, Goblins. Yeah, Goblins oh. is a more recent love development. That wasn't uh, okay. early. That wasn't early. Uh, dragons, dragon decks are fun. <laughs> I can and see then, that. Of course, if if money wasn't an option, Sliver deck. That was. <laughs> that, those are loads of fun. Yes. Yes. I, I uh... like I like the massive amounts of synergy. So, I, hmm? oh, no worries. Um, so, yeah, that's that's pretty cool. I'm surprised. I was expecting uh, you to say Chandra or Lily for your pet card. Any of them? Uh, I I like them as characters, not necessarily for what they do <laughs> my uh my pet card is both a character and i just didn't i enjoy the card not so much for what it does i like the art i like i just like it <laughs> okay and that would be a uh venser the sojourner i will stick mm. that card in any deck that i can <laughs> But, uh, yeah. And then, um, so, what, uh, how, in those early days, how were, how, how did you do in the games? Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> Same here. I had no idea what was going on, man. The person who <laughs> taught me basically said, you know, just get cards and play. Okay. Sure. Okay. And we didn't have the resources for deck building like we do today. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I remember the first deck that I solo constructed. Didn't do did it with no help from anybody. Um was a mono green stompy deck. <laughs> using the key card being Molimo, the Marrow Sorcerer. Um, no from back in tenth. It's a card from tent. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the first, the first deck that I was ever proud of was my Burning Death. It was, <laughs> it was just, it was just red and black, and there was no. I don't think there was any synergy. It was a burn deck. That's uh, a. Yeah. 
that's uh, similar to the first deck that I took to an FNM, actually. Mm -hmm. Is during Shard's Block. Um, mm -hmm. Yet another set. Um, and it was based around Lightning, which was a card that okay. deals three damage to your opponent, and they discard two cards at random. It was not bad. I got kicked out. I got DQ'd from the FNM because I didn't know that standard was a thing at the time. <laughs> so I had uh, one copy of Vampiric Link in the deck from well before Shard's block. <laughs> ah. Yeah. That's just silly. Yep. But, uh, yeah, that... that... That, that was my younger days in Magic. Um, now I am touted as being pretty good at the... Touted against my will as being pretty good at the game. I am not good at the game. I just build janky decks that no one expects. <laughs> you're, you're certainly knowledgeable about the game. Oh, absolutely. I think you're, you're probably knowledgeable enough to be a judge. Uh, Not that have, you would ever want to. No, I have no desire to be a judge, but <laughs> I, I am f pretty familiar with the rules. And to build janky decks, you kind of need to be. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, um, and using the word jank, um, there are several tiers of uh, of deck building. You have. Basically, amateur, jank, um, defined, consist consistent, and competitive uh, in that order. So amateur is going to be your stack of cards. Janky is, there's synergy there. There's It has the capability to do things, but it's not entirely sure what it's doing. Whereas Defined has a clear set goal, and all the cards help you get to that goal, whether it be efficient or not. Then you've got um, Focused. I, I'm pretty sure I used the wrong term earlier, but Focused. That's going to be more... It's going to be, here's my goal, here are two sub-goals that I can do... But this is my main goal, and I'm going to get there moderately efficiently. And for competitive, it's generally, this is what my deck does. I do it the most consistently and efficiently that I can. And my plan is to win before turn five. But yeah. Um, that's the tiering, tiers of deck building. Um, but yeah, I like to build on the jank side. Somewhat <laughs> into defined. So, Ori. Yes? Do you have any questions on... The world of trading cards. Um, honestly, I feel like, um, I think I've, my de my curiosity has definitely been piqued, more or less. Um, 
I definitely feel like once um, I'm this is one of the many reasons why I'm super psyched for breaking the gates. Um, for those listeners out there who haven't really been, who this is maybe your first time tuning in, um, or maybe you you're only just now hearing about it. You you some of us tune in and out when we're in our car. Um, I know I'm guilty of it, um, even though it's our show. <laughs> um, it is what it is. Anyways, Breaking the Gates is our sh- program we are currently in production on. Um, it is going to be a show featuring Andrew Deary and occasionally Geek Kev when we when he can make it up there, and I'll be helping out behind the scenes as well for, to the best of my ability. Possibly when we go up there. I'll be helping out as in the role of amateur player when we get up to Birmingham from time to time. Um, so showing you, hey, I can actually do this if I can do it, and I suck at learn- playing card games. You can too. Um, that is, it's our new, it's going to be literally a step-by-step how to play the game uh-huh. on Magic the Gathering. Um, and I think that's something I'm really excited about for Coda because... I think that I don't think there's a mark. I think there's definitely a need for this because a lot of people, if you're like me, you've walked into your local comic shop and you've seen the cards and you've gone, ooh, shiny, pretty. But and you've seen other people in the store maybe playing the game and you've gone, I really want to learn how to play that, but you're like me and you're an introvert and you don't know you don't want to walk up to random people and just especially in this day and age, because ew, gross. <laughs> um, COVID. Humans um, are gross anyway. Humans are gross. COVID, gross, yucky. No, people, yeah, get you back. Um, uh, and uh, so you just don't want to ask a random person, how do you play this? And magic is kind of complicated. So you really do need a Yoda there to kind of show you the way on how to play. Uh, and so that's kind of where Breaking the Gates comes in, where you have somebody else to show you the basics so that eventually you can actually go out and do one-on-one gameplay or you can find somebody else. You can find another group to actually go and play with once you've learned the basics yourself. Um, yeah. Uh, that- so that's what I'm excited about. I actually get, to, I'm going to, I'm definitely going to be learning along with our viewers. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will be the one that shows how to poorly pilot a deck and how to forget triggers. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had a bad experience with playing, so I'm excited to to get some fresh eyes on it. I know Deary, Deary, God love him, God love Deary. <laughs> Deary has been trying his ever loving little heart to get me excited about it. <laughs> um, he is like a puppy on a leash, going, "Come on, Ori, 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 get excited! Come on, you know you want to play. Play with me. Play with me. Play with me. Come on." Show, here are my cards. Look at my cards. Aren't they pretty? Aren't they shiny? Look at my cards. They are pretty. And he's and been shiny. so yeah, and they are. And I'm sitting here going, "You have literally taken someone who knows how to dodge <coughs> paddle and thrown me in the deep end and told me nothing about how to stay afloat." <laughs> Hey, don't knock doggy paddle. That's my main form of swimming. (laughs) I'm just saying, you are literally taking me from, I can kind of, maybe, sort of, ish, I know the basic concept of what swimming is, and expecting me to stay afloat in the deep end. (laughs) And 
<laughs> that's where I have issues. It's he gets so excited about the idea that I for because for the very longest time because my ex burnt me out on the idea of magic and card games in general, I was just so yiffy and no about it that I wouldn't ask. It, the, if you ask anybody, I mean, Kev will tell you, you you were there for it. You yes, brought up magic around me. I I made a face like you were punching me in the face. Like I, you had just stomped on a kitten. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no. So viewers out there, kid kittens are not meant for stomping. Yes, <laughs> kittens are not meant for stomping. Um. I hate avocados. Avocados for and Magic the Gathering ranked about the same in my book for the longest time. <laughs> I just I I despised e I despised them both equally. So the fact that I am just now getting to where I'm like mm, I'm peeking around the corn, I'm I'm looking at it curiously. I'm going, okay, I'm gonna sit down and I'm gonna watch you guys play. Okay. And now I'm get, and that was for like the longest time. I would be like, okay, I'm gonna sit down and watch you guys play. And now I'm getting to the point. I'm like, okay, get out of mat and show me some of the stuff. Get out of place mat and show me some of the stuff. But unfortunately, again, I say, dearie, when you listen to this, I say this with love and compassion. You are my brother, and I love you so much. <laughs> I cannot learn from you. You are so happy-go-lucky, eager puppy dog about me learning this shit that I cannot learn from you. I need, I need Labrador. You are giving me golden. You are giving me golden retriever. <laughs> I need Great Pyrenees. You are giving me golden retriever. Love me, love me, show me, show me, learn. Oh my god, Jack Russell, hyperactive puppy dog. I need slow and steady wins the race. Here are the cards. This is the format. This is where they go. This is what they do. This is why they do. This is how they do. This is what they do and why they do that. And this is how they correspond. Now without, now that you know how this is, how your mat is set up, now we're going to slowly but surely integrate gameplay. <laughs> <laughs> Not 25, watching you guys the other day when I was at your house is like watching rabbits on speed. Yes. That's what I liked. That's what I liked about the starter sets. Yeah. They were really good for getting new players involved. Mm -hmm. I still have some cards from starter <laughs> and uh, both of them. Yeah. Uh, Portals was excellent. The starters Portal. programs that they made were also excellent. Well, Le Portal was less excellent than the starter sets, but in the terms of getting new players introduced to the game. Right. But, um, yeah. Uh, they still make starter set-esque decks. Uh, the Planeswalker decks are really good for getting into the game. Mm -hmm. I was hyper against them when they first uh, came out, just because I, I do not like Planeswalker cards. I do not. I like Planeswalker characters, but not cards. But um, I've come around to just mildly disliking Planeswalkers. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Uh, those are excellent for getting into the game. So, um, 
as far as you were talking about how there are other games out there, I know in America, you, like I tried Yu-Gi-Oh when I was a kid. It, Yu-Gi-Oh was at the tail end of my childhood, okay. so I only played it for like maybe two weeks before I was like, "Oh, look, boys!" Boys <laughs> <laughs> play so, Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah, but I was like, "Ooh, look, boys! I'm gonna, I'm gonna go and do the girly stuff and try skirts." And I realized, and and then I dropped that like it was when I realized skirts required shaving of the legs and shit. That did not go well. Um, dropped it like a bad habit. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Even to this day, Paul calls me a Wookie. <laughs> well, he doesn't call me a Wookie. He calls me. He doesn't call me a Wookie. He calls me. He calls me an Ewok. There we go. Or a Hobbit. I, I get called a Ewok and the Hobbit a lot because, especially during the winter months, because I just don't care. I'm like, dude, why do you care? We've been together eight years. Pants are occurring. I'm nobody's seeing it but you. <laughs> you don't matter anymore. We've been together eight years. Oh, I'm sure Paul would love to hear that. <laughs> he, I tell him that to his face all the time. <laughs> like, look. <laughs> I will shave when somebody of any of any grand importance is going to see my legs or I feel the need to. I shave my legs for me. I am a I'm an independent woman. I don't shave my legs for Paul. I shave them for me and when I start to feel kind of grody. Okay. There's only one part of my body I shave for him and it's definitely not my legs. Just saying. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> so When did this become um, an episode of After Dark? Yeah, I am leaving that to the uh, imagination. Anyway, so you were talking, getting back on topic. He's talking Andrew, about her talking, fingers. <laughs> no, I'm talking about my toes because he finds it gross. But let's just, we're going to be blatantly honest here. I have hairy toes. I am a hobbit. Uh, Paul finds my hairy toes exceptionally gross, and I shave them for him. Excellent. So, yeah. That's not after dark. No, that's yeah. That works. Yeah, but, uh, I have hairy toes and hairy, and I I also have pretty hairy. Um, what is it? Uh, I have my clavicle, I guess if you would call it, like right here at my collarbone. That I get really weird, strange black hairs, and occasionally I have to trim those too. Okay, but he huh. gets long, like creepy old man white hair. So, and I get to pluck those. So fair's fair. Um, at least he's not getting the thick black ones out of his ears like some of us older people are. He is. He gets oh, those ew. too. That's nasty. Uh, he's also starting to get unibrow, so occasionally that. I'm plucking oh, no. the unibrow. So. So about you, but, you. So you talking, <laughs> again, yeah, getting back on topic for the third time. You were talking about how you, when you lived in China and Japan, there were other card games out there. What can you tell us about some of the other card games that maybe we're not getting here in America? So some big ones are going to be... One that was actually just recently discontinued, um, uh, Card Fight Buddy Fight, um, was really big over there. It made somewhat of a resurgence here in the U.S. recently, but due to the whole um, pandemic, they the company that makes it ended up go uh, dropping that particular line of product. Another one that did eventually come over here to the U.S., it had great popularity for a time, and in certain places still has popularity, is Force of Will. Right. 
In addition to that, um, they had uh, one that has moderate popularity here in the U.S. is uh, Vi Schwartz, uh, commonly known as Weiss here in the U.S. Hmm. Um, some American ones that are just up and coming that I think are pretty cool are uh, card fight games, basically. It uses the fi uh, fighting system. You know, uh, So this will get pique at least Kevin's interest. It's similar to... It's similar to, like, Street Fighter, except in card game form. Oh, neat. Yeah. In fact, Street Fighter is a set for one of the fighting systems called Universal Fighting System, UFS. Um, has card fight, has, not card fight, uh, Street Fighter, Soul Calibur, Yu Yu Hakusho, those sort of oh, things. Oh, cool. Yeah. Good it also it. has Cowboy Bebop. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's super cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, another similar one that I would like to see take off is called uh, Flesh and Blood, which uh, is similar to UFS, but it's using more of a class-based system as opposed to a show, bit, a show or franchise-based system. Hmm. But yeah. Those are some of the more lesser-known card games that I've had interactions with. And those are definitely interesting. I mean, you you said, I know that, I, I thought all card games are more or less just fighting games. So, the, 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 the difference being is that you have your character, and you have a certain amount of health on your character, and based on your character, your deck is built a certain way as well as cards that only interact in certain ways, such as a low, mid, or top block, or a low kick, a low punch, a mid punch, and low mid kick, so on and so forth. So it's sort of like, it's sort of like a card game of Soul Gal. The best way I can use it is Soul Calibur. So you've got like a primary character, and then you're using the other cards to kind of format and rearrange the fighting style of that character. Yes. Okay. That sounds like fun. I well, want to play that. You know, well, next time next time you're up here, we've got some of that if you'd like to check it out. Yeah, that definitely cuz I love Soul Calibur. Soul Calibur is like one of my favorite video games to play. I actually still game. have it for the Xbox. I play it. It's like Ask Kevin. It's one of those games I play when I am in the mood to just kill stuff. <laughs> I have that one yeah. and uh DC the DC Arkham video game for the PS4. Um when I just need to go in and just beat the hell out of stuff, mm -hmm. I go in and play those games when I just need to just whack the shit out of stuff. You oh, know for the love of God, my mother. <laughs> um, sorry, my phone is blowing up. You know what I was kind of sad that never took off was the, uh, the Final Fantasy trading card game. The final thing. Oh, I remember. I remember hearing about that. I never got to see it play. I, I know that I, yeah. the LGS around you guys um, has or had some of the cards for it. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm getting. This. Uh, but it seems like a Final Fantasy type system would lend itself very well to what you were just talking about. Absolutely. 
I'd like. Uh, I know that this brings up sour moods for Ori, but I'd love to see a uh, Kingdom Hearts style. Uh, oh, that would be game. wonderful. That would be seeing wonderful. As, seeing as the battle system in Kingdom Hearts is already based off cards. Mm-hmm. It's not that sour. It's just I'm not a huge fan of Kingdom Hearts. Okay. For similar reasons for not being a huge fan of Magic the Gathering. No, that one's a totally different one. That's yeah. a different X. Similar yeah. situation, though. Similar yeah. situation. But the same X is for the similar situation. I am okay with playing because Deary has kind of Deary is slowly but surely getting me excited about things that I used to be kind of pissed off about because he is threatening to kick the ass of said exes that have pissed me off. Ugh. And when your mon and when your monster kind of goes, I will kill them for you if it means you'll 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 be okay with doing stuff again. So. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry is like, I will kick their ass if it means you enjoy life again. <laughs> I mean, okay. I'm, I'm not not enjoying life, Jerry. He goes, yeah, you are. You're letting your anger dilute your ability to enjoy certain things, and that's not cool, bro. I'm like, <laughs> damn you and your logic. <laughs> Fine, I'll try it. Fuck. <laughs> Oh, well, yeah. Hate it when you go when the when the Jarhead Supreme makes sense. Why have issues sometimes? I if if Jar if if Jarheads are good for anything, it's logic, right? Sometimes, but then again, this is a man that just yesterday said I punched my supervisor in the face, and I asked him, I asked him what he was going to do about it. Oh. How did that make you feel? <laughs> Am I gonna have to talk to Deary again? Uh oh. No, the guy had it coming. He was moving the long wall, and Deary needed. Deary had been working for about six hours with no water inside an engine. Because you know how big the mining engines are. Had been working inside like this engine. I think it was a part of an engine. And, uh, so this guy, Deary hopped out to get water and stuff. Uh, so, uh, he, uh, he, uh, he got out to get water and his supervisor told him to get back in the damn thing. And Deary says, move or I will move you. And the guy got an attitude and said, what are you going to do? So Deary put him in a chokehold. And slammed him against the wall and said it'd be mighty funny if a piece of rock fell on you. <laughs> Oops. Which is minor talk for I'm going to make shit happen to you and everybody's going to look the other way. So, but the guy put it, he put the guy down the guy let him have his water. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. Yeah. I wonder if there's a market for a TV show of his life. I don't know, but we should definitely do a show called Things Deary Has Done at no, Work. Really? Excellent. Sounds like an excellent idea. <laughs> like where Deary just goes on like no. an hour monologue of stupid shit he has done at work that he has not gotten fired for. 
that in any other work scenario, Deary would have been canned like freaking that. Any other job, you put your boss in a chokehold, they would have been like, there's the door, the cops are on their way. yeah. I will vouch for that. Well, Deary just gets told to go get his water and be on his way. <laughs> yes. Well, I think we've hit our time here. I do believe. Kev, time check. 46. All right. So, yeah, we are getting close. So, what are we going to. So, to wrap it up, so we do. Like, we. Again, we're going to tail in with that because even. Because funny Deary stories at the DM, because we do want to always integrate all of our members, even though they are not with us, because uh, poor little Deary does have to work today, and unfortunately, and the way these episodes will be working in the future is because both Kev and Deary currently have jobs that limit their ability to be on the same episodes at the same time, so we will have them both on episodes when they can. But, so that Geek Kev isn't dying trying to do work, editing, (laughs) and be on episodes first thing in the morning on Sundays when we usually record... Um, we're not going to make him do that, except we're not going to make him do that. So Wednesdays, every other week, you will have an episode that will be predominantly episodes that will be predominantly Keith, Kev, me and Andrew. And occasionally we will integrate another member, such as our good buddy, uh, Kim- uh what's his name? What's, what does Steve like to be called? Grooving Camaro. Um, I don't Bitch know. Camaro. Bitch and Camaro. Yeah. Um, there's a song tie in there. <laughs> of course Tardo Mc- Weirdo McGee I don't know Steve we'll have Steve on here from time to time other times we will if I can eventually convince the love of my life to come on board he has discussed in the future once we're married maybe once everything is truly shared 50-50 he may come on board the episodes since what's mine is his then um <laughs> uh as a joke uh and, but we will be integrating other things in the near future. Um, and then next week, you will have Deary back on board because we will be recording Sunday for his episodes. Um, so you'll have that. Uh, just so everybody's on board and on the same page with our viewers. Because we, like we like to keep transparency with you guys because we don't wanna, we're not one of those companies that like to hide things from you guys. Um, we like to, like to show you how the chocolate's made because we, we find it just as entertaining as you guys do. Um, to a certain degree. Uh, so, with that, uh, I'm Ori. You've got... I'm, Anybody I'm, else? I'm Andrew. This is Geek Kev. And for the rest of us here at CODA, including Deary, who is probably rocking out to some kind of random stupid music right now, um, we will see you guys next week. Uh, peace. Au revoir.